Well, some news that was shared yesterday on social media shocked a lot of people. Joe Arve, a high-profile lawyer in this province, working for decades as one of Canada's leading constitutional litigators, passed away on Sunday at the age of 71. His obituary reads, in part, Joe was a lawyer who helped bring about sweeping legal changes to Canada, including same-sex marriage and the right to a medically-assisted death through decades of passionate courtroom advocacy. Uh, joining me now to talk a little bit more about the legacy of Joe Arve is Wally Opal, who uh, you will know is a former judge, a former politician, a current lawyer, and someone who knew Joe Arve. Wally Opal, thanks so much for being with us. Not at all. My pleasure. Uh, I know you also were, were shocked, like so many of us, to see this news and to hear of the passing of Joe Arve. Uh, what stands out for you for this most incredible career and, and all of the things that Joe Arve accomplished? Well, he was a once-in-a-lifetime advocate that who came across the system, and he, he left a huge imprint. You know, he was, a, he was a, probably the leading constitutional lawyer in Canada. And I'll tell you why constitutional law is so important. Uh, Jill, your, your, your uh, listeners may, may, uh, may help them to understand why the Constitution is so important, because in 1982 was when we got our Charter of Rights and Freedoms under the Trudeau government. Prior to that, we didn't have a Charter of Rights and Freedoms. For instance, if during World War II, the uh, Japanese were interned uh, by federal government legislation, and had there been a Charter of Rights and Freedoms at that time, that law would have been set aside because it, it breached equality rights. It was arbitrary, and it was unfair. So the Charter really gave Canadians rights that they did not have before. And Joe was at the forefront in, uh, in ensuring that different groups achieved those rights. And I'll give you another example was the, uh, the safe injection site in, in BC, in Vancouver. All the uh, healthcare uh, authorities and the medical experts told us that drug addiction is a health issue and not necessarily a criminal issue. So the experts thought that the, the ideal situation would be to, uh, to uh, have a place where drug addicts could go and be safely injected uh, under safe conditions, and, uh, and it would not be a crime. However, it was a criminal offense to possess drugs. So we needed help from the federal government to... Uh, to make that what would be unlawful uh, behavior lawful by by sanctioning a safe injection site. And the, the federal government refused. So Joe Arve was the lead lawyer for the province and for other people to ensure that that law was set aside and that the, that the province would have the right to have a safe injection site. I know a little bit about this because I was the Attorney General of British Columbia at the time, and we joined that argument to ensure that this was a health issue and not a criminal issue. So Joe led the way to ensuring that the safe injection site, which was a success and has been a success in saving lives, was, uh, was saved from uh, federal government intrusion. Uh, and when you look at, at that uh, being such a great example and also uh, that he, you know, he was changing the law and, and fighting for, for gay rights, for same-sex marriage, for medically assisted dying, uh, what was it about him? Because he seems like he was always really ahead of the times. 
Well, yeah, you know, I think the best way of describing it, Jill, is that he was going uphill. When you're fighting existing legislation, laws that have been enacted, then you are going uphill because you're telling the parla- telling the courts that the Parliament of Canada and the Parliament of the Provinces has an enacted legislation that is unfair, contrary to human rights, and is arbitrary, and all of those other things. So you're really uh, arguing against existing authority, and you are going uphill. And Joe uh, did that on a number of occasions. Uh, the assisted uh, uh, suicide legislation was another example where there was a lot of pushback against that legislation coming into effect. And Joe fought for those rights and fought for minority rights. The, the, um, uh, to fight against existing government legislation on behalf of people who are disadvantaged and people who are not in a position to argue against overwhelming government legislation is really the height of advocacy. And Joe did that, in, uh, and he did a great job in doing that and making sure that fairness was achieved at the end of the day. And what do you think it was that drove him, that made him so passionate about that? Well, I think that, you know, he's obviously a unique uh, unique individual in that he was passionate about human rights, passionate about fairness, and uh, to ensure that people receive equal treatment before the law. And it's not always easy to do that. As I said a moment ago, because you're doing that against laws that have been in the books for, for many years. And uh, so he... Uh, like many other people in the profession, wanted to ensure that uh, equality was achieved. And uh, Joe did, the, uh, did the, the right thing by going against government legislation, going against people who uh, were opposed to him. And as I said a moment ago, it's going uphill against laws that have been in the books for many years. And he did that, and he did that with a lot of passion, and he was committed to ensure that uh, equality was achieved, fairness was achieved by people who needed that. Uh, I know he got uh, the Order of Canada, I think it was 2017, uh, the Order of BC. He certainly has been recognized in the past for his work. Uh, Do you think he was recognized enough or that we understand enough how uh, the laws are in this country and and how many of these laws have been changed because of him? Well, I uh, I think more of us begin to understand, particularly I think the media has been, been excellent in, uh, in telling the public about what he achieved. But, these, uh, but it's important to know that these fights go on. And, uh, you know, there are people, uh, sex trade workers and others, who are disadvantaged in our society. And we, do, we have to ensure that, uh, that they receive equality and fairness under our democracy. The, Canada is perhaps the best country in the world in as far as our justice system is concerned in, in many ways. However, there's a lot of work that still needs to be done. And uh, Joe took the, uh, took the initiatives to achieve uh, equality and fairness for those people who needed it. Uh, do you have any uh, personal memory or, or anything else that you wanted to share as far as, as this person who just touched so many lives, whether people met him or not? Well, I... He, uh, I knew him, uh, and then uh, when I was on the Supreme Court, he appeared before me a number of times, and uh, similarly, he appeared before me when I was in the Court of Appeal on the Little Sisters case, and that was a case, as you know, uh, involved the uh, arbitrary unfairness of uh, seizing books that uh, that 
that the, the CBS say people see uh, contrary to the equality rights and the fairness of those people the who uh, uh, who wanted those books and uh, so so and Joe fought uphill on that one and uh, so no I I I I was I'm an admirer of him and what he had done and I think all Canadians uh, need to take the time and just realize just what a uh, excellent person that he was and what he achieved as far as fairness is concerned for our democracy. All right. We'll leave it there for today. Right. Wally Opal, thanks so much for your time. Appreciate it so much. Always good to be with you, Jill.